0: Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Wow. Good morning, Metro family. Thank you for that. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Luke. Awesome. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy New Year if I haven't seen you. Uh, good morning to all those that are joining us online. Um, very uh, very, very, just blessed to be here. Uh, to be excited to be back in the back in the house, and I really want to just take a a moment just to honour Pastor Jeff and Pastor Rhonda, uh, just to to thank them for the opportunity to be here to bring the word, and uh, not only being uh, mentors and my senior pastor, but just great friendships um, uh, taking place. And yeah, we're very we're very blessed to have Pastor Jeff and Pastor Rhonda. So, thank you, pastors, for the invitation. Always a privilege um, and honor to to be given an opportunity to to bring the word. And uh, this morning, I want to speak on a a topic that God has been putting into my heart. A lot of the topics that God has, uh, that I believe the Lord has put in my heart, all has to do with changing from the inside. So, when I stepped out of Metro and began Crossroads, the, the the series of themes that God gave me were... The first one was inside out. The second one was the fruit of the Spirit, to develop and to produce the fruit of the Spirit. And then when we launched the church back in June the 19th, we had a, a, a topic called turning points. And it was all about making the turning points that would realign us with that which he is calling us to do. And now for this year, in the beginning of 2022... Um, there's this whole theme of firing up our faith. And this is something that God is speaking to me about. It's kind of like he's saying, boy, you need to fire up your faith. Because we need our faith to face anything that we go through. It's our faith in God, a faith in the Word, faith in hearing his his, uh, leading by the Holy Spirit that will help sustain us through difficult times. Amen, church? Amen. Well, I'm going to pray and then we're going to... We're going to begin to stoke and poke uh, the fire that God has already placed in the fireplace of your heart in order not for the flames to come out, but for the the breath of the oxygen that, that brings life, for the heat of the presence of God, for the light of Jesus to come forth from the fireplace in your belly so that people can see Jesus, people can see that he is the light, and they can feel the heat of his presence because he is in you, Christ Jesus the hope of glory. I said pray, didn't I? I'll pray. (laughs) Let us pray. Father, we come before you, Lord, in the matchless, mighty, powerful name of Jesus. And we thank you for the privilege, like the song we sang this morning, to be called your children, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we are a child of God, Father. Lord, we thank you for the honour and the privilege, Father, to carry your presence, Lord. Lord, to be stewards of your word, Father. Lord, we thank you for that, Father. We thank you for this morning. We pray, Lord, that we would all have ears, myself including, uh, to have ears to hear that which you, which you would want to, um, to, to speak to us about, Father. I pray, Lord, that you help each of us, Lord, to fire up our faith, Lord. Lord, we love you, Father, and we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen, Amen. Amen. If I had a barbecue, and I know this is the season for barbecues, a lot of you would have heard the expression, hey man, we've got to fire up the barbecue. We've got to fire it up. And you know, you can't fire up something that you haven't got. Like, I can't fire up the barbecue now because there's no barbecue here. I can't fire up an engine because there's no car here to fire up. And um, I've had many cars, and a lot of them needed to be fired up at certain times. My first car was a nineteen eighty one VC Commodore. Yeah, they were holding just holding together. And yeah. That's that's for the Ford um the Ford uh the Ford fans out there. Pastor Bruce. <laughs> With the VC eighty one VC Commodore, it was blue, it was two tone blue, had light blue on the bottom and dark blue on the top, cloth trim, had a tape recorder. You guys know what that is? Tape recorder, young people? <laughs> yeah. But the thing that I thought was really cool, it had a louver. It had a louver on the back window. And this 1981. The car was made in 1981, just coming out of the 70s. Louvers were going in, but I thought it was the end thing um, to have that. But anyway, um, there's one time my friends and I were cruising out the back of Jandakot way back, way back in the day. And then all of a sudden um, a band I like to say a bend, just jumped out in the front of us. And we ended up on this curb. And we ended up on the curb and there was petrol began to seep through the tank. And it, it, it ended up um, emptying the whole tank. Then one of the boys got out and he said, don't worry brother, I've got it. And this friend of mine, he's a bit of a bush mechanic, and so he goes, I'll be back. And he wandered off. I'm not sure if he went to a local house or a petrol station. He comes back with a jerry can and he comes back with some soap. And then he gets underneath the car and he begins to smear soap right underneath the bottom of where the pitcher is seeping out. Ends up forming a seal and then we wait for it to dry and then we put the jerry can pitcher inside. And then he goes, All right, brother, fire it up. Fired up the car and then we were off again. What's the point? What's the point? The point is be careful when you drive around bins. <laughs> <laughs> Always carry soap with you. <laughs> now the point is that there are, sometimes there are little adjustments that can be made in our lives. There are little adjustments like applying a bit of soap um, in order for our car to be able to move forward. And I believe our faith is the same. That there are times when we can feel a bit flat or feel a bit dry um, in our faith. And we just need a friend to come along with some soap. You know, and just to add, make a little adjustment in our faith. And so this morning, I want to talk about four, um, four things that helped me that I've observed in my life in terms of firing up my faith. Remember, God wants us to be blazing hot, He doesn't want us to be lukewarm in our faith. You know, there are times that I'm, I'm, I'm living my life like I'm on three cylinders when God has put a V8 in me. You know, that whole thing. We want to fire up our faith. I'm looking at a whole car yard of V8s right in front of me. Getting ready to fire up your faith. You are a blazing fire. Like I said before, there's that fireplace on the inside. God wants to stoke and poke that fire so the oxygen can begin to cause those embers to, to breathe life onto them, into them. So we can't, so we already have faith. If you already have faith, then we can fire it up. It's like the Bible says about giftings, um, it talks about in 2 Timothy 1 6. Uh, for this reason, this is Paul talking to Timothy. I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. You can't fan something into flame which is not in you. You first must have it. You can't stir up the faith unless we first have faith. The Bible also says don't throw away your confidence. We can't throw away something that we don't first have. So we have faith. You have faith right now. You you had faith this morning in the breakfast that you ate that there was nothing wrong with it. You had faith on your way here that the People traveling in the car are going to trust that painted divided line on the road. You got faith. You got faith right now that you're all sitting in, in a chair right now. And I want to ask you to do something, if you're able to, if everybody can just lift your feet off the ground. All right, host team, come and vacuum the bottom. <laughs> okay. Thank you, thank you. You know, you got faith that that chair, you know, you probably heard this analogy. You got faith in that chair. You've you got so much faith in that chair that you know you're not going to fall to the floor. You're not going to be unbalanced. You're so comfortable. Uh, look at the way Luke is sitting. Nice and comfortable, he's relaxed. So everybody, when you put your, your feet up, you put the full weight of your faith on that chair. Your full weight and your dependency was on that chair. And that's like our faith. God represents, the chair represents God, and we want to put our full faith, our full trust, our full dependency upon him, trust in the Lord and do good. amen we're going to fire up our faith this morning, not even at number one yet, not even at number one yet so we're like a we 're like a race you know the, the horses, not that I 've been to the races, but you know they have a lap, they have a lap before they take off we 're like doing that we're doing that pre lap before we take off, so you' already have faith. You have a measure of faith that needs to be stirred up, needs to be fired up for the purposes of God. So number one, number one, is maintain godly fellowship. I've got an image of Moses and this image up there is a picture of Moses and he's up on the hill and down in the valley down in the valley is the, the battle of, between the Israelites and the Amalekites. And Joshua is down in, in the battle, and he's leading the charge for the Israelites. And so Moses goes up to the mountain, and he's sitting up on this hill, and he's praying and he's interceding for Joshua for the battle. And so as he raises his hands, they, they win the battle. As he begins to lower his hands, the battle is beginning to They're beginning to lose the battle. So he gets so tired that two guys, Aaron and Hur, come along his side and they begin to raise his hands. They put a rock underneath him so that he can rest. And I'm just going to read this here. I haven't got this in the notes. In Exodus 17, 12, and this is a description of what's happening. When Moses' hands grew tired, they took a stone and put it under him and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up one on one side, one on the other so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite's army with the sword. You see what happened there? Moses had his hands up but he was supported by Aaron and Hur. Not only that but It was all night long. He was was supported. He had people that came along his side and remained with him the entire night. And that's the kind of fellowship that we want to cultivate. That's why I love that we we have church. We have connect groups. We have serving teams. We have things like that. We have people like Aaron and her and Aaron and him and her and him and her. They come alongside to raise our hands and to, at times, spend the night at the side serving one another. Maintain godly fellowship. The flip side to that is in Proverbs 24, 1-2. The flip side to maintaining godly fellowship is Proverbs 24, 1-2 says, don't envy evil people or desire their company for their hearts plot violence and their words always stir up trouble. First Corinthians 15 and 33 it says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. We know it's important to you know choose our friends wisely. The Bible talks about that there's safety and the multitude of counsel. That you know to having people that are so close that that know you that will help get us through those difficult times. It's what I love about church. I love about um, the the, the Christ-centred community. I love it. Hebrews 10 and 24 and 25, uh, a familiar passage that we, we would all know, a lot of us would know. And I've got an image here also about people gathering together. People gathering together in fellowship, arm in arm, shoulder to shoulder, connected heart to heart. Hebrews 10 and 24 verse 25 says... Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And that happens in the church community. That happens when we maintain the the godly fellowship. And then it says in 25, and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Another passage says, don't forsake. The gathering of the believers. Be in church. Why? Because you are the church. It's an oldie but a goodie, but you know the spelling of the word church. Right in the centre of the word church is the letters you are. You are the church. It's not just this building, but we are the church. We are his his children. So we stay connected. Not to, you know what I mean by this, not to self-isolate. You know The enemy is about isolation and separation, to isolate and separate where we are called to congregate, to participate, to activate and to demonstrate the faith that's going to be fired up in our lives, to cultivate the Christ-centered community and to be aware of a kind of a new church that is forming called the Consumer Church. And it's church that, that people will get their worship from here, get a, a, an encouragement from here, get, a, get something from here, but never engage, but never do life together, but never actually meet up with people. You know, we've we got to be careful of that. We are the church, the people. Christ-centered community. And you know I love play on words. I love that word Community. You might have heard me say that within the word community is the word unity. The Bible talks about not to have uniformity, but un- unity. Not to be dressed the same, talking the same, sound the same, but to reflect Jesus through the personality that He's given us. And within the word community is that word unity, and the word unity begins with the has three letters that it begins with. It's U N I is no community without you and I. Cultivating the church is about you and I gathering together. Again, talking about firing up our faith, point number one is maintain godly fellowship. If I was the devil and I wanted us to, our faith to dry up, I would do my best to try and isolate you. I would try to separate you from the body of Christ. Kind of like a coal you know, in a hot fire. When the fire is burning, you get some tongs, you get a bit of coal, you know the coal that helps to fuel the fire. Grab the coal and as you begin to remove the piece of coal from the fire, what happens? It begins to die. It needs to be surrounded by other members, so to speak, of the body of Christ. Psalms 133 and verse 1 talks about how good it is when brothers dwell together in uniformity, no, in unity how good it is when there's a, such a, a sense of unity. I know for the sports fans here, when you go to your sports teams, um, Eagles, Blues, the other team, <laughs> whatever there, when you get there, you, you, you go and you sit on the side of your team because there's that sense of, oh, there is uniformity, everyone's wearing the same uniform, but there's also the sense of Unity. There's that sense of we're together, we're in this. I've never met you before, but the common bridge is this team, and it's kind of like that in the body of Christ. You know Maintain godly community, Godly connection. Godly fellowship. Amen. Proverbs 27:17 says, "As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another." Just turn to your neighbor and begin to rub. No. <laughs> it's like two blades. Iron sharpens iron. That's what we do. We want to be sharp. We want to get focused you know, in, in our walk. And we need one another's. There's about 59 or 58 or 59 one another scriptures in the New Testament alone. Jesus was all about connection, all about community, all about people, as we know. There's a lot of scriptures here. I won't go through them all. Cultivate community. So that's number one in terms of firing up our faith. We need to be in a community of faith. Number two is to reflect and remember. To reflect and remember. There are many things that we could do to fire up our faith, but these four really, um, yeah, I really saw this in my life. To take time to reflect and remember. And i got an image about somebody out in the field and for you, I don't know where your prayer closet would be. It could be driving. It could be down the beach. It could be in your, in your study. It could be together with other people. But for me, I like to go down to the open field, down to the local oval and just, you know, walk around, talk to God, get on my face and just pray and, and fellowship with God. But I take that time to go and reflect on things that God has done uh, in my life. Psalms 103 Psalms 103, 1 to 5, says, Praise the Lord. Or another translation says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, all my, my innermost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I was thinking and counting my blessings the other night, and there were so many things that I forgot that the Lord has done in my life, saved me from this, healed me from that, provided in this place. And often we can go through the busyness of life and, 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 you know, innocently forget what the Lord has done in our life. And there's a gospel song that says, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. And I know there are things in your life, you know, maybe just a blessing, Maybe a newborn baby, it may be a relationship, maybe a job promotion, whatever it is. Take time to count the blessings, just to reflect and to remember. Jesus talks about that in communion. And do this in remembrance of me. Don't forget me. In those movies, don't forget me. Don't forget me. But don't forget what the Lord has done in our lives done so many things. I just had my my uh, 21st birthday times two and then some not long ago and um, I caught up with some friends that I have not seen in many years and we were talking about things that we got up to back in the day and you know some of the things I wish you know I couldn't remember and it's kind of like you know that t-shirt that old t-shirt that says the older I get, the better I was. The older I get, the better I was. I thought I scored four tries in that game, but was, I gave away four penalties instead. And then there was like, I was going to them, really? Did we do that? Did we do that? Did that actually happen? You know? And uh, very interesting. But we were reflecting and remembering the good old days. And that's like us in our, in our faith journey. Remember the things that God has put in your heart. For me, even in terms of ministry for the church, God has put in my heart, had it in my heart for a long time. Remember the promises that God has placed in your heart. Remember the words of affirmation, the words of wisdom, words of knowledge and things like that that register in your spirit. Remember what the Lord has done. There's a gospel song that talks about, look what the Lord has done. And I just need to look out into this room and even people back home online Look what the Lord has done. I just look at people here. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. And he's not finished. Like that song said, he's not finished. He's faithful. Look what the Lord has done. Let's count our blessings, family. So number one, to fire up our faith, maintain that godly fellowship. Maintain godly fellowship. And number two, take time to reflect and to remember that will help us propel us forward. When you're feeling flat and you're feeling dry, I'm speaking of myself back in those times. I would often remember somebody would come up along my side. They'll lift my hands, stay with me throughout the night, encourage me, and they'll say, remember what the Lord said. Remember what he spoke to you. Remember. We need people like Aaron and her to come alongside to remind us, to help us remember what the Lord has done. Forget not all his benefits. And yeah, when you encourage people, try and remember the things that the Lord has done for them. Awesome. Number three, number three, is confess and repent. Confess and repent. I'll try not to stay on this one long. (laughs) Have you ever been in a room where there's tension, there's awkwardness, there's an unresolved issue, and nobody's addressing it? It's called the elephant in the room. You know, familiar with that expression? If you're not familiar with that expression, it's just about there's a situation in the room. Everybody can see it. I, I, yeah, the elephant is such a huge animal, so you can't miss it. So there's tension in the room. You, you, you cannot ignore. Um, you cannot ignore the elephant in the room. I've got a couple of images there. What elephant? And there's an image that says an image of an elephant in the in the psych room. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I'm in the room, but no one acknowledges me. (laughs) It's not a good thing to ignore. (laughs) And I've been in that situation. I know nobody here has ever experienced the elephant in the room. I'm not sure why they pick on the elephant. I think it's because of the size, or I was thinking maybe it's because of the trunk, inside the trunk. They have a lot of rubbish there. That needs to be cleared out. (laughs) But, yeah, we were called to, to address the elephant in, in the room and not to dress the elephant. The elephant in the room could be somebody left the lid on the toothpaste. It could be somebody left the dishes on the sink. It could be someone squeezed the toothpaste from the bottom and not the top. And <laughs> all my family going, hey, you're talking about me. <laughs> But the whole thing about tension, it, that it can split families. It can break relationships. And I'm using that as an analogy because there could be elephants in the room of our heart. There could be elephants in the room of our heart that God wants to address. God wants to address them. And we're not confessing them. God wants to say, foe, there's elephants in your heart that need to be gone. I want to address it, but you don't want to confess it. You don't want to bring it up. You don't want to speak about it. You don't want to get repent. Ask for repentance. And there are things in our heart. If we want our faith to be fired up, there are elephants in our heart that need to be removed. The Bible says to cast aside every weight and every sin that so easily ensnares us. And I'm encouraging our family. We won't stay too long on the elephants, but there are elephants in the heart of our of our the rooms of our heart inside. And God wants to address them. God wants to address them. Because we're called to be vessels of honour. And when we remove the things that are causing cinderances and hindrances and blockages, the Holy Spirit can flow through us even better. We've got an image here of the elephant that's been dressed. An elephant that's been dressed up. If the elephant stays there too long, it becomes part of the furniture. If it becomes part of the furniture, you don't even see it anymore, but it's there. If there's sin in our life that has become part of the furniture, it means our conscience has become seared like a hot iron. And these are the things that God wants to address in my life. There are things in my life that needs to be addressed in order for God to move fluidly and more powerfully. So number one, as we close, number one, to fire up our faith was, what was number one? Maintain godly fellowship. Number two was to remember, reflect, and remember. Number three was to confess and repent. And the Bible talks about that um, about, in First John 1, 9 to 10. If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness or unrighteousness. God's a big God. He wants to see us fired up in our faith. And that's a bit of the stoking and the poking that God's done in my heart. And the last one, I won't get into the last one, but the last one is all about trusting God at his word. Trust him at his word. The word that he's spoken to you, that rhema word, that word that he's put in your heart, trust the word. You can step out on his word. There's so many scriptures about that, to trust God and his word, especially in times of the storms, especially in times of the storms. Sometimes we we think that the will of God means that there are no storms whatsoever, whatsoever. The scripture talks about the disciples in the boat. Jesus said, let us cross over to the other side. What happened? The storm came, The, the waves were smashing against the boat, Fear, they were riddled with fear, but Jesus was asleep. Just going to wrap that up there. All of that to say that you can sleep on God's word. When God speaks, you can sleep on his word. And especially during a time of storms, circumstances, storms and situations and things that happen, we can stand on God's word and we can trust him at his word. So family, this morning just want to encourage you. This year, as we go into 2022, stir up your faith. Stir up your faith. Fire up your faith. And if you want a scripture for 2022, the one we had for church was John 2022. 20, I don't have it, but John 2022 20, says, and he breathed on them and he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. That's the breath of God that's going to help us fire up our faith. Thank you, Lord. Keep your godly fellowship going. Keep remembering. Confess and repent. Change our thinking towards God. And trust him at his word. Let's pray, family. Let's pray. Thank you, team. Father, we come before you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, that you are a good, good father, Lord. Lord, you're a good father that you want to see us grow, Lord, to develop, to be discipled, Lord to become all that you have graced us and called us to become, Lord. Lord, we thank you for that, Lord. We pray, Lord, as we go into this new week, Lord, that you would f- help us to fire up our faith, Lord. Lord, to fire up our faith, Lord, that we can, we can move, Father, move forward in the things of God, Lord. And we thank you, Father. Thank you for that opportunity. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit, Father. Thank you, Lord. And I just want to Pray for anybody here that maybe you don't, you don't know the Lord. Maybe you've heard of Him, but you don't know Him. You haven't encountered Him. And salvation is a gift. It's a free gift given to all, given to all the world. It's a gift because you have the choice to either receive it or not, either accept it or reject it. And the Bible says that if anyone believes, just simply believe that God raised Jesus from the dead, Confess with your mouth believe not in your mind but in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead the Bible says you can be saved you can be saved and if you feel you know the, the knocking on your heart you feel the knocking on your heart you know that God wants to save you God died for your sins you, you recognize that you're in need of a savior you recognize that you you, you know you, you need him so I just want to pray and give you an opportunity. If there's anyone here like that, even anyone online, and you're like that, you're exploring the things of faith, you want to know more, or even better, you want to know Him. I would just like to pray for anyone like that. If there's anyone here, we have a we have different ways that we can respond to that. Salvation takes place in the heart, but we have different ways that we can respond. One way we do here is that we, we have a yes text up off on the screen. We have a phone number there, 4 If you want to respond to that, you can just simply text yes and part of our team will get back to you. But if you're in the room and you want to respond, you want prayer for that, I would love to meet you. Please come and see me. Please come and see some of the team. I would love to pray with you and help you on your journey. But I just want to pray. Father, I just pray for all these people, Lord. They want to know you but don't know you. They want to make a decision to follow you, Lord. I pray, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit, Lord, as you enter into their hearts, causing them to be born again, Father. I pray for for each of them, Father, to help them on this new journey, Father, to know that you're real, Father. Let them sense your presence like never before thank you father bless them lord I pray in Jesus name amen and amen thank you family's been a privilege being here and good to see you all miss you all <laughs> please uh, come and visit us sometime and yeah love to fellowship with you again fire up your faith in 2022.